I think one of the most stressful things we can do as parents is take a road trip with kids, little children. It can be uh, exhausting and difficult. Although I must admit, we trained our children by repetition to understand what a road trip is. Uh, You just really can't relax, though, in so many circumstances. Uh, We have ideas, though, on how you can get some peace of mind if you're traveling with younger children. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta, who heads up our parenting department. And we're going to revisit now a conversation with author Courtney Ellis. And uh, she talked with Focus President Jim Daly about some tips on maintaining a healthy perspective when you travel. Courtney, you write in the book about pilgrimage and travel, and I think modern families, we do more travel today than we used to. Uh, we'd be at home. I think Gene, Gene's mom and dad said they'd never really left Southern California, but uh, today we do. And how did you incorporate that idea of pilgrimage into family travel, and how'd that go? It went up and down, like what, like Was that like a else. vacation time, or what were you doing? Yeah, so pilgrimage is just expecting to meet God along the journey. And when we encounter difficulties in a journey, thinking of those as opportunities to meet with God in a new way, to learn something, to be challenged by God, to grow. Um, so it can be a long trip. And we took one, one long trip back to visit my family in the Midwest in this book. But also it was traveling to Los Angeles to visit Daryl's family, which is 65 miles. And in California traffic, that's between one and four hours. Yeah. Depends. Mm-hmm. Um, but anywhere you go with young kids, you have to prep like you're going to climb Everest. So <laughs> it's a journey, even if you're just going to the playground, because yeah. God help you if you forgot the snacks. Without a doubt. And many families have found the wonder of Adventures and Odyssey for those big travel moments. Oh, a, a good companion for <laughs> I've any I've heard trip. more from people that have used Odyssey for travel time, mm-hmm. you know, which is a great radio uh, program that we do for mm-hmm. kids. And it's, it's 30 years old. So we've got over 800 episodes for people. You say God calls all of us to be those pilgrims. But for the audience, really drill into that. What does that mean to be a pilgrim? To be a pilgrim is to be on a journey with Jesus. And so I linked it to travel because pilgrimage is our lives with God. Our daily lives with God are a pilgrimage. But linking it to the actual practice of going somewhere was kind of a fun angle and a good reminder that a trip is not just a trip. It's an opportunity to meet God in a new place, in a new way, and know that God is already working out there at the airport or in the Uber or at the playground or wherever we go along our journey. Be alert. Now, yeah. Courtney, some of us might have travel planning control issues. <laughs> um, it's sort of like we know something's going to break down along the way, but let's prevent as much as we can. We want to uh, as much. Uh, Are you a firstborn or I what? I could be. So <laughs> the Lord invariably brings things along. How do I today get ready with that mindset that I'm going to welcome the interruption, even though it wrecks the rest of the trip in my mind? Yeah, I'm wired very much the same way. I'm a firstborn and I've got my spreadsheet and we have a plan, right? My husband will start doing laundry 10 minutes before we leave. Uh, and I'm like, what, what is going on? plenty of time. Right? I'm with your husband, man. <laughs> it makes me crazy. Um, and that's what we've learned in marriage is I just let him do his and he lets me do mine and we get along great. But viewing those interruptions as divine interruptions mm-hmm. rather than some foreign thing that's coming in is is really an important piece that God is ordaining who you're sitting next to on the airplane and God is ordaining the flat tire and God is ordaining right like there are there are opportunities and lessons and graces that we don't expect when things don't go as planned and that's a metaphor for the rest of our life as well right it it's a trip but it's also 
everything else in our lives that sometimes gets derailed. You know, Courtney, I used to believe that as a young Christian. I was far more open to, Lord, thank you for that flat tire. Let me get out and repair that. Not only mine, but the person broke down next to me. I'll do their tire too. And then over time, life kind of wears on you and you say, ah, look at that poor person on the side of the road. It's not the right way to mature in Christ, is it? I think spiritual practices work on us and make us more tender. They make us should. softer. They should. Yeah, that's yeah, the way and it if, should progress. And if they're not, then there, there are questions to ask about how we're connecting with God or if we're connecting with God. Because if our faith is making us more arrogant, um, then something is off. Something mm-hmm. is wrong. Um, Jesus was gentle and humble in heart. And we should start to see that in our lives, which does not mean we encounter every difficulty with the spirit of hooray. We'd be sociopaths, right? To to say, this is a wonderful thing, this terrible Mm -hmm. thing that has happened. Thank you, Jesus, for cancer. We don't do that. But we know that in all circumstances, God can bring good things. So it's beginning to look for those things, to look for God at work. Does the tow truck driver want to talk about his faith? Has he been through something recently? We wouldn't have met him without the flat tire. And what you're really saying is that idea of attitude. What's our attitude? You know, when the Lord says, fear not, when the Lord says, you know, uh, trust me in all your circumstances, that's that's where we find that serenity, that regardless of what's going on, we know God's in control. That's sometimes hard to believe. It's so hard. And it's not just hard for us. It was true for people who walked with Jesus when Jesus walked the earth. The disciples were constantly confused. They were constantly missing the message. And it's not because they were less smart than we are. It's because it's really, really hard to cultivate that awareness. Jesus is in the boat during the storm, and it takes them a long time to wake him up. Mm. But he was there the whole time. And so at their best, spiritual practices are not performing so that God loves us. They're not getting holier so that we don't need God as much. They're just reminders that God is present and that every time we turn, God is there. And over time, we actually might start to believe it, and it might start to change us. Danny Courtney brought up the importance of spiritual practices, and I, I know that you coach people um, to really seek out God, especially in the stressful times. I mean, we just do that naturally because we're at the end of our rope, but there's probably a way to build up so we're not just you know, freaking out and going to God. But right. we're actually inviting him in. In fact, I think that's a phrase you use, invite him in. Yeah, that's right. The invitation. The invitation's open every single day, right, from from God with us. And he's he's just waiting. It says if he made reservations at the restaurant every day and he's just waiting for you to, to sit down and, and hang out for a little while. And he's just waiting for you. That's a really and, good uh, assuring picture you're offering yeah. us there. I, well, I've read a story with my daughter that's one of her favorites where they paint God just sitting there in uh, – at a table making reservations every single day and, and a person not showing up. And, and uh, he's saying, no, they'll show up someday. And so just thinking about that, that's been a great picture for me in my own unique way of thinking about God has made reservations. Am I going to show up and, and hang out? And, but the spiritual practice from a practical standpoint, do you pray together as a family? Sounds simple. But do you pray? Mealtimes are a great time to do that. It points our, our minds towards gratitude for what we've got. Yeah, it's a natural, it's natural, recurring kind of thing. Yeah, at yeah. nighttime, in the morning, those are natural places. Do you read the scriptures together at least once a week or 
once a day would be fantastic. That's, that's amazing if you can do that. Do you journal together as a family? Do you go on, on little retreats, spiritual retreats, where you journal and you say, hey, what has God been speaking to you? Because I may need to hear what he's speaking to you about, and maybe he's speaking through you to me. And letting our kids know that God can speak through them and to us, and it's important for them to be listening in because it could be beneficial to the entire family because that gives them that sense of importance of listening. I'm, I'm just going to say that's one miss that I uh, wish I could go back and redo as a parent. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think I was too prescriptive as a parent and not in a posture of listening. I, I see it now, but they're all adults now. Mm-hmm. So I think if I could roll back, and, and if you, you've got younger kids, this is kind of the voice of well, we'll call it regret. It's not a big regret. It's just a, I wish I'd thought about that. What's God saying to my child, and how can I learn from right. that, that person? Right. What's God telling me that I need to tell my child? Mm-hmm. And there's some daily practices we can be doing, the, the ones I mentioned. There's some weekly ones that you can put in place, maybe the journaling or taking a walk and and just talking about what God's been doing in, in uh, your life. Or, or maybe on the way to church, you talk about that in conversation as a reminder that, hey, let's, let's pay attention. What has God been doing this last week? Does some families do a monthly getaway weekend or a quarterly one where they do a, just a family retreat, mm. and they find a spot, and they, they, they just have some alone time praying and hike just for a little while, and some of them take longer retreats. Be creative with it, but these are, again, practices, things. When we put those habitual things that are remembered and not just random things here and there. Now, What's beautiful about a relationship with God is recognizing that the invitation is open. And that's how I started, mm-hmm. that the invitation at any moment, there's no perfection to this. It's a matter of practicing relationship with God and modeling that it's open all the time. You can be in the middle of a task like laundry or washing dishes or doing homework, and in the middle you can just say, hey, Lord, what a great day. Thanks for the day today. And it's just that conversation that doesn't have to be super deep every single time. But it's, it's an ongoing uh, flow of conversation and relationship. And sometimes you get a little deeper and go into the soul. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful to do. How are you modeling that as a parent? Yeah. There's a kind of spiritual discipline that's equivalent to doing exercise. You want to be in a, a kind of a, a place of exercising your muscles so that when the heavy lift, the stressful times come, mm-hmm. uh, you're not making it up. You're relying on that relational um, investment that you've made with God. In other words, you're coming to the, the Lord of the universe because you know him and you've talked to him before. And it's not just a, hey, God, where are you conversation. It's a, hey, God, uh, we've had this conversation before, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to raise it up in a new way because of what we're dealing with right now. And John, now. one thing that's interesting is as we're serving one another in the home, we're inviting God's love to be a part of our home. And we can be pointing that out with our kids. Mm. Boy, I love serving in our home. Those are just some of the practical things we can be doing, John. Well, we'd love to recommend uh, Courtney's wonderful book as a follow-up to some of these uh, spiritual practices and inviting God into your home. It's called Almost Holy Mama, and we're making that available for a donation of any amount to the ministry of Focus on the Family. Uh, It's got so many great ideas, and um, uh, your contribution makes a big difference in how we move forward as a ministry. It allows us to make podcasts and develop rich, deep websites and to uh, speak to so many people about the key things in life, especially busy moms and dads through podcasts like this one and other resources we have. Uh, Stop by the show notes, and you'll see how you can contribute and make a difference and uh, get a copy of Courtney's terrific book. 
And in that audio clip with Courtney, Jim mentioned our Adventures in Odyssey audio dramas. And uh, those are terrific resources, such great content for uh, children. And uh, you will enjoy listening to these with your kids. If you're doing a road show, if you're traveling with your kids, uh, find out more about the Adventures in Odyssey Club, and uh, you'll have over 900 episodes of family-oriented entertainment. It's always got a lesson. It's always good. And uh, you can find out more about Adventures in Odyssey in the show notes. Please remember to leave us a rating and a review on your podcast app. And know we always appreciate hearing from you. Uh, For Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller. And thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Smalley. And I'm Erin Smalley. Marriage is an amazing gift from God, but it can also be a challenge sometimes. That's right. We could all use a little guidance. And that's why we started our podcast, Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. We talk about things like recognizing conflict cycles, dealing with stress, and how to grow your love each day. Listen at crazylittlethingcalledmarriage.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We can't wait to see you there.